It's the When Fishing Podcast. Applying techniques. Then I put the sea rigs on the A rigs. Bring fresh ideas. They can't all be good ones. Talking stories. <laughs> reports. All about five knots out of the way. Probably too close. All to make you and I better fishermen. Hello and welcome to another episode of this The Wind Fishing Podcast. Wow. Wow, another episode. Let's get into it. Uh, uh, 14? 10 days ago. 11, 12 days ago. 12 days ago, let's call it. Last Monday. Went fishing, took my buddy out. Shout out Dalton. Uh, I wanted to just get him on some fish and pretend I was a guide for a minute. Um, see if I could get get a you know just consistent critters, and then uh, see if I could find some bass uh, to challenge myself. And uh, so that's what we did. We went out, uh, launched a boat, uh, 0730, and. Uh, it was a beautiful day. I was waiting a long time. Uh, I I was I uh, I took took a not a rain check. I don't know. Uh, kind of, I invited him tentatively out to uh, uh, to get on the boat with me back in like April, and then uh, and then like schedules didn't line up. And then when I thought about it again, it was just like hella windy every Monday. Uh, for like two months straight so and that was like the only day for a while and then finally we got some glassy conditions it was i don't know um yeah it was just glass uh i could call i could put a number on it but it was just very very flat and uh very glassy and so we got out there took a, an hour ride out to a critter hole that i like and uh, i was hoping to find just a bunch of species but you know what showed up in the critter hole uh Culprit number one, whitefish. Uh, well, first we uh, we both hooked into. We were so I, I set us up with uh, double dropper loops of uh, little pieces of squid on number two or number four circles, and uh, offset black black coated, and uh, we. Yeah, it was just instant. Like he was, he uh, he didn't he hasn't fished very much, so he got like a one day license. And then um, shout out DFW, and uh, uh, so we did that. And he was still. I set him up with uh, the Tatula two hundred on some kind of rod on a on an expensive rod, a Daiwa. What is that? The Stige, and uh, one and a half to two ounces. One day maybe he'll he'll understand the artistry that that combo is, but in the meantime he was trying to figure out how to you know free spool it and how to engage the reel and all that shit, and by the time he engaged the reel for the first time he was on, and uh, I brought on a I brought in like a well well over legal sand bass uh, before he knew what was going on, and then he brought in uh, his first calico bass ever, so we had a double right off the bat beautiful, and then uh, uh, sent both of those back. And then, uh, and then from there it was just wide open whitefish for like two hours or something. Like, and we just started talking and, uh, and, uh, catching up and laughing and, 
and uh, citing I think you should leave over and over and over and over and over and over and over again until uh, I had no voice for the next three days. Uh, and then uh, we beat the shit out of that, and I, uh, we, I didn't really want to keep anything, but I wanted to send him home with, with some fillets, so uh, uh, probably caught like 30 whitefish and uh, kept 10. Uh, just for him, and then uh, and then went in shallow at like 11 a.m. and started looking around for bass, and uh, the bass were not on the meter, and uh, pulled off a couple dinks trolling swim baits around, and uh, that was pretty much it. And then the wind started to come up just a wee bit, but uh, he didn't have to deal with any chop on his on his tri- trip, not any real chop, anyways. Uh, so yeah, that was a great success, and uh, a beautiful day. Now went home and uh, and filleted a bunch of them. Sent him home with like a fucking like four pound, five pound sack of whitefish fillets. Told him to uh, make ceviche out of it because you know the uh, the uh, the the whitefish have the have the bones down the lateral line in the fillet, so. It's not very uh, good aesthetic if you're cooking the fillets uh, or if you're cutting those out, then you just have these little strips. So what I like to do is just uh, chop them up into bits and use them as ceviche and it it, uh, it works out and it's and it's good meat. So I don't know how, how he ended up cooking it, but uh, I'm sure it was like that. But yeah, so that was good. Uh, that was successful. Some bass and a ton of whitefish. No other critters, but uh, you know, that was good. It was good, and then, uh, um, and I haven't really been since then. It's been, like I said, like twelve days or something since I last launched the boat. That was the last boat ride, I think. So, I've been trying to motivate myself to get out surf fishing in the morning, but like I get off work at like nine or ten p.m., so I like to sleep in till like ten a.m. or something like that and uh or 11 or 11 30 or noon and uh so i was like no more i'm not gonna do that anymore so um so i i started setting an alarm for 7 a.m 6 30 and that was just that's just a little bit too early and uh but i've been waking up at seven consistent for a couple days consistently but the surf was like absolute garbage so I don't know if it was that garbage, but it was uh didn't look very fishable to me on the on the windy app. So I uh didn't uh didn't follow through the first couple days, but I stayed awake, so it was like okay, resetting my schedule. And then after on the third morning and on the third morning, uh I actually went out and it was the windy app said it was four point seven foot at seven seconds, which still doesn't sound particularly good. Uh, I wouldn't pick that. And it was a 9 a.m. high tide, so that can be nice if you're waking up at 7. And so I went out there uh, over to the local beach, um, and the one that's very, very close to me, the closest of all the of all the close beaches. And so I was like, all right, I'm just going to... Uh, it's it's going to be a similar high tide, like right around like 9 a.m., 10 a.m. high tide for like five days straight or something like that. Like, it's not going to move forward very much is what I'm trying to say. So uh, I can get a very similar, uh, if that variable is static, then uh, it's an interesting opportunity to uh, 
test other things. So, uh, yeah. So I went out and fished from like 8 a.m. to 8.45 or 8 a.m. to 9 or something like that. And in the first couple casts, I got me a yellowfin croaker, my first of the year. Uh, and I just looked at my surf fishing log. It's pathetic. But, uh, yeah, I got my first yellowfin croaker. And so that was nice. And I was using my... Uh, I got... Uh, so I was fishing with a Fenwick HMX steelhead rod uh, for the last couple years. Not very much, mind you. But, but it was what I had. It was a one-quarter to three-quarter ounce rod. And uh, there's a couple things I didn't really like about it. Uh, and and then I ended up breaking it um, in a very stupid way. So I hit up uh, Fenwick, which is actually part of... What's the conglomerate? Or, like, what's the uh, parent company? I forget the name of it. Um, but I hit them up, and then they were like, well, the way that you broke it, and it's out of warranty, or I didn't have the warranty information or something like that. So I got, like, a previous buyer's discount kind of thing. So I uh, replaced it with, like, a one-quarter to one ounce because I kind of felt like... Um, there's a lot of times I feel like when, well, I feel like, uh, uh, if I'm going to go, if I'm going to take the boat out or I, I'm, I'm very likely to take the boat out when it's like really, really nice out. Um, so, you know, like, uh, a four, I'll call it like a three to one or better, uh, swell to uh, period ratio. So if I'm going to do that, then a lot of my nice days, I'm going to be on the boat and I'm not going to take that opportunity to surf fish. So uh, when I do surf fish, it's probably going to be in like not like totally pristine conditions. So with that in mind, um, I'm probably going to be throwing like three quarter ounce to one ounce slider sinkers on my sea rigs. Um, and so before I was using the uh, the one quarter to three quarter. And I was kind of feel like feeling like I wanted to throw a one ounce more, more often. And I was going to just annihilate the rod tip. And I did in a different way, but, um, yeah, so I got, I upgraded to that. Um, and then, uh, I also picked up, so this, this was the first time using the one quarter to one nine foot rod. And then, uh, I also picked up, uh, I was getting advertised to on Instagram for Timu, uh, it was like a one dollar spinning reel, and it was like a uh, it's like a tropical, like brightly colored spinning reel. And so I was looking at it, and I looked at some reviews elsewhere, and it didn't sound terrible. And uh, the only thing with Timu is you have to put in like a minimum order of twenty bucks or something like that. So you have to find. So yeah, the the spinning reel was one dollar and or something one dollar maybe two dollars it was nothing and then i had to fill the cart with a bunch of other shit so i bought like some shirts and sunglasses all of which were like the worst quality ever like i would just never use it but um the spinning reel turned out to be uh pretty solid so i tested it out uh yesterday with that rod and uh caught the croaker and uh, uh it feels like uh you know, if you've ever used like a Sh uh, Shimano Sienna, maybe it even feels like a Shimano Sedona, that like low to mid priced, uh, mid low priced uh, spinning reel. So I'm happy with it. Uh, smooth drag. And uh, I don't, 
you know, if it's going to break, it's going to break just like any other spinning reel. That's how I feel anyways right now. So, yeah, I was throwing I was throwing an ounce into this stuff. It was it did feel like uh, uh pretty accurate of like there was some 1 to 3 foot sets and there were some 3 to 5 foot sets and um the the sets were pretty far outside uh for it being like so close to high tide. But that was no match for the 1 ounce uh for the 1 ounce casting range. So I got a few other bites, but not too many other perch pecks and stuff like that. And I was throwing the gulp sandworm. Um, I think we can safely assume that unless I'm uh, excited about something else. So uh, I did that for an hour and uh, covered maybe a quarter mile of beach. There wasn't that much in terms of um, sand structure and stuff like that. Like the original, like I found that... uh, the trough that I found was probably like 120 feet, 150 feet out. That's where I got the croaker. And then I found some other holes kind of similar distance out on the outside. And uh, yeah, and that was it. And then I went home. And then this morning I went out again and got there just a hair earlier. Instead of 8 a.m., I got there at like 7.45. And then I fished till 9.45. So I was there for two hours. And, uh, uh, and I was able to drop down the weight from one ounce to three quarter ounce, half ounce didn't feel right though. And, uh, I was getting perch pecks at like every new trough or hole, but it wasn't, uh, I ended up skunked and, uh, covered half mile of beach, maybe a little bit more than that. And, uh, yeah, it looked pretty good, and I saw some fish jumping that didn't look like mullet. I don't know if it was like like juvenile white sea bass, which is probably what the uh, consensus might say. But it it had a sort of awkward look to it as it jumped, and then uh, some some bait inside inside the swells. So that was interesting. Some birds chasing around bait, but uh, didn't amount to anything on my fish count. So, uh, it was pretty good though. It was a nice morning. Uh, both mornings were, were very nice. Um, the water is, uh, easy on, easy on the skin, not too cold or nothing. I mean, it's October, so it's not really going to cool off, uh, for another month or two. Um, so yeah, I think I'm going to try and get out, uh, surf fishing, uh, I'm going to say every day, uh, until I don't, uh, just to reacquaint myself, uh, with, with my new rod setup, and then I also picked up, uh, Okuma's having a sale, and, uh, uh, so I picked up a, uh, Salilo spinning rod, it's like a, a light or ultralight rod, like one sixteenth to three-eighths ounce, seven foot six um i'd say like a moderate fast action i put a little uh okuma avenger 1000 or like 1000 or 2000 size whatever 20 20 size 1000 size um depending on what era of okuma you're looking at for the reel so i'm going to use that whenever it gets whenever the swell comes down even further which i think will be tomorrow i think tomorrow looks really good uh 
and uh, so yeah, the the tide's slowly gonna move forward. So I think I'm gonna be fishing a high tide in the mornings for the ne until like like Tuesday or something, and then by Wednesday or so, uh, it'll start to be. I'll I'll be more likely fishing. Uh, you know, kind of. Uh, not filled in beach which will be fun because i've been kind of trying to find some corbina which i never have so let's go and find go go do that but just get reacquainted with uh the high tides that i'm so used to fishing so uh yeah when um when i was fishing well when i uh, I, <laughs> when i was growing up i was uh uh, I fished a lot of Ventura County, uh, surf fishing, and I know that we used mostly half-ounce weights on our Carolina rigs, and I was also smaller, so, like, I kind of, I can't help, but this is also another reason why I feel like I want to surf fish just, like, a fuckload right now, just to, like, um, change my mindset over, like, I, I fished I surf fish like hundreds of times as, as like a preteen and teenager, and so it's like okay, well, like I was shorter, I was smaller, weaker, you know, like that. That's a as a kid, you have just a different view of the world. So it's like when I would, we would fish in some rough shit. Like we would like put on like two ounces of weight at times, and like have to like walk with our like our sea rig would be bouncing uh through the water like at a pretty rapid pace with two ounces of weight on and we would fish like that for an hour and we would catch some fish and sometimes nice fish uh this would be in ventura county and uh so we would we would go every weekend no matter how windy and how shitty it was and like, we would make it work and so i kind of want to do that now it's like i live close enough to the beach i don't know why i haven't been doing this more um while i've been living here so it's like okay let's just um fish enough to just create create for myself like a whole new understanding of uh of what it is to be surf fishing and uh uh just uh re-coordinate myself and all this shit and just kind of do that so it's a it's a little mind trick uh to to get out do whatever i gotta do so uh yeah that's uh, it's what I'm going to be doing. So I'm just going to fish every morning, just no matter what tight it is and no matter how rough it is, I suppose to a degree. Uh, I'm, I guess I won't fish in like a hurricane, but I would fish in the rain. I'll fish in some wind. I'll fish, uh, uh, I guess I would go up to like six foot swells or something like that. You know, sometimes, uh, sometimes the big fish are, uh, come out when it's rough they that's when they that's when they dominate they've got the muscles that's what i've heard so i don't know we'll see so i'm going to start with uh sea rigs and uh uh and then as as i lose faith in that because this beach that i'm working uh uh kind of fucking sucks <laughs> it's <laughs> i i've fished it like at least a dozen times now like with light tackle and I've probably caught, like, four or five fish. Like, maybe, like, three croaker and three barred surf perch. It's just, it's, 
uh, I like it. I love, uh, now I grew up, like I said, I grew up in Ventura County where, uh, and my dad gravitated to a lot of places where it was like, um, kind of smaller, uh, sections of beaches between rocks. And, uh, there's a lot of that in, in North and South Ventura County. And so, uh, he liked nuzzling up against rocks and stuff and casting tight to them. And, uh, we had a few that were like really productive, uh, little points and rocks and things like that, where, uh, we pulled a lot, like hundreds of, you know, fish and some really big slab surf perch and stuff like that, uh, doing that. But, uh, I've always liked kind of hunting for, uh, for fish when I go fishing. I, I don't want to just like rely directly on structure all the time. I mean, yeah, you're going to be looking around for, uh, for holes and troughs in the sand. But what I like about surf fishing on like really sandy beaches is that that changes all the time. So you have to be adapting just as much as the sand is adapting and just as much as the fish are adapting to what the, uh, uh, what, what forage is available to them, uh, at any given point in the season or from day to day or week to week. So, um, by the way, I didn't see any sand crab beds, um, the last two mornings, but I did, uh, I was pulling up a lot of like every like fifth cast or so I would bring up like a little baby clam that would be stuck on the, uh, on the end of the hook, uh, the hook end would jam into the clam. So I don't know if that's what the fish are consuming right now, but that's, that's what's happening. Uh, and then there was some micro bait around. So that's the thing. Um, so yeah, uh, so I'll be, I'll be fishing the sea rig, uh, for a good while. And then, um, uh, as I lose patience with that, uh, which I inevitably will, uh, I'll probably start trying with some, uh, different other presentations like drop shot flukes and, um, uh, LC flash minnows and, um, uh, cast masters. And, uh, I want to try, uh, uh, throwing a pink Merkin on a sea rig. Uh, I don't know how many people are familiar with this, but, um, on SC surf fishing, which is a now defunct website, thanks to, uh, uh, one person in particular. Thanks, man. Uh, but, <laughs> uh, I guess it was a group effort in a way, but still, um, yeah. Uh, so there used to be some fly guys who would catch uh Corbina on a fairly regular basis. And their, their go-to fly for, uh, Corbina was, uh, generally a Merkin and, uh, quite a few of them had, uh, uh, had focused up and used a pink Merkin. I don't know why that is. And a Merkin is a little, it's like, a about an inch wide crab imitation fly. And so it's like a sand crab imitation, I suppose. And, uh, yeah, it's about like, it's sort of circular or perhaps elliptical. Um, and, uh, I think it has a weighted, uh, weighted eyes on it. And, uh, I've got, a, I've got a few and I, I picked them up from some, uh, tire in Florida, I believe on eBay. And I don't see them a lot. So I bought them up, uh, when I saw them because, uh, I do have a tying kit, but I don't have all the materials, so I'm I'm too lazy to get into that as of right now. But uh, 
and I do have a four, six, and eight weight rod, but I'm uh, I want to uh, do do the figure out the landscape with conventional tackle before I um, before I uh, insert the struggle of of using fly gear, which does sound exciting at some point. So. Yeah, uh, drop shot flukes. Maybe Carolina rig flukes? I don't know. Uh, I've got these uh, three-inch orange and yellow grubs that I think would be a good um, ghost shrimp ghost shrimp imitations on a sea rig or maybe a drop shot. Uh, I've used them once or twice and I haven't gotten bit, but that's uh, it's not like I get bit with anything. So, you know, um, just uh, persistence will pay off, I suppose. So... Yeah, um, this is a pretty, this is, there's no, I'm obviously kind of working my way through the game plan, like, at, in a very natural transition away from the, whatever the fuck I did the last two weeks, uh, so there's no, as you can tell, there's no, like, audio transitions, uh, I'm just speaking my mind, uh, but yeah, the game plan is just surfish a lot, um, surfish every morning if I can, and then I'm, I'm seeing one or two two at least one morning i'm thinking monday i'm going to take the boat out um uh the yellowfin tuna are in state waters still uh last i heard they were around the slide and then they're probably i'm sure you could draw a line from like the slide to the 43 or something like that and you'll find them uh what i've from what i've gathered uh this might be uh this information may no longer be valid but uh, I would draw a line in my head from the slide to like uh, the 302 or something like that, and there'd be you might find fish in in that general area, and then of course going south. Uh, and I'm talking about yellowfin tuna, and that's what I'm interested in right now because uh, the flavor uh, and upkeep of bluefin tuna sucks to me. That is my verdict. Um, I don't have the I don't have the space. I have a 700 square foot apartment that I pay too much for. And uh if you have a 700 square foot apartment in uh in Southern California, you completely understand cuz I look at all the prices on Craigslist and it's absurd. Yeah, I think I don't even know. It's like you go up to like Corona and you're paying the same prices. So you might as well live in Huntington Beach, right? But uh yeah, so uh but yeah, uh, yellowfin tuna, uh, the bluefin are around. I think they're intermingling with the uh, yellowfin at, in certain areas. So that's another thing. Uh, I'm not particularly interested in them right now. I still have, uh, I'd say, another like 15 or 20 pieces of uh, bluefin to get through before uh, I could uh, bother with them again. Uh, but I still have the, I never flew the kite rig, and uh, it would be a good time. I think. They'll still be around, like, semi-locally, like, inside of Catalina, you know, between the 270 or, like, inside of Catalina out to, like, the 267 or down to San Onofre or whatever the hell. Um, I'm sure there will be shots to be had for the next two months um, before they're, you know, off to fucking Tanner or whatever the hell, San Juan. But, uh... Um, so I'm thinking about doing the, the, a, a run for yellowfin to the slide. I would, I'll tell you that it's like a 25% chance I actually do that on Monday. Um, and, 
a 75% chance I go for, I, I try for halibut locally. And uh, if I do that, uh, I think it would be in some different areas than I've been fishing because uh, I definitely ain't no halibut where I've been fishing. So I would try some new spots. I don't know if I'd be still trolling swim baits on a three-way rig or LC flash minnows, or uh, I'm kind of thinking about um, I've I've got some mackerel in the freezer and some bonito in the freezer, and I was thinking about cutting up their fillets into strips and putting them behind a hoochie and uh, delivering them to the uh, halibut as such. And uh, maybe that would work. I don't know. I don't know much about halibut. Uh, well, I do. I know all about them, but uh, I don't have the experience to uh, uh, to be talking about it as a as a master or as whatever. And you know what? I hope that I never come off as a master on this, on this podcast. I'm, uh, really trying to, trying my best to, uh, catalog just, you know, um, just catalog what I'm doing and my thought process and humility and know that I'm a fucking idiot who just has a lot of words in his brain. Um, not necessarily good words either. Very small words, but, um, yeah, so that's pretty much the plan, and uh, that's I think that's appropriate. It seems that the uh, local local cattle boats have moved. That's what I saw from Newport, at least, is that they're uh, they've moved off of the bluefin hunts and they're going back to island fishing until the end of the season. Uh, I hope you're keeping up with the uh, with the rockfish PSA that I mentioned. Uh, uh, hopefully, you downloaded the the 50 fathom line and you're uh and if you're catching boscos you're there you're not your your c word of that line so um probably actually maybe i don't know fucking <laughs> maybe it would be a good idea to go monday to uh the 14 i know it's it's really 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 um it's supposed to be really nice on monday so i could probably afford to swing that and uh yeah, 10 a.m. high tide on Monday. Actually, Tuesday might be even better. 10.40 high tide. Uh, might be a little bumpy going out, but it'll calm by the afternoon. Although that's five days out, so who, who the fuck knows. But, uh, yeah, the swell is manageable, certainly, uh, all week. A couple days where it's uh, fucking ridiculous. I see a, a couple hours here and there of, like, 3.4 at 16.7 3.3 at 17.3 wild uh water is still kind of warm but uh you know the uh, i would you know we never i never saw bonito uh this year uh locally i saw him a couple times last year not for very long but i don't know how much i was really paying attention but uh yeah so that's what I'm gonna do. Uh, what are you gonna do? You think about that. I hope you get hyped. I hope I hype you up a little bit by just being a voice in your in your ear that that gets you gets your gears turning about uh, what you're gonna do for the week or whatever. And I'm gonna try and get back on a on weekly releases. Um, I think it would hold me a little bit more accountable and like a little fresher mindset. And, uh, what do I mean by that? I mean, like, uh, if I'm, uh, 
if I actually follow through with what I say with my game plan, which I don't always, in fact, maybe I never do, <laughs> but, <laughs> but if I follow through with it, then like I come, then, then I think there's value in that because then it's like, oh, like, how did you game plan? All right. Well, we, we cataloged that. We archived that. Okay. Then how did that go? So then the next week I say how that went. And, uh, I think that's valuable. And so, uh, in that way, I think I've failed a little bit. Uh, but uh, you know what? We're going to learn from our mistakes and we're going to power through this adversity and uh, uh, and uh, I'll see you next week. So uh, good luck out there and be safe.